I missed you guys. It's been far too long, but let's get this show on the road. What up? What's happening, guys? Welcome back to the show. It's been quite some time, and I'm really excited to kind of be back in the studio, taking a deep breath. Got the mic in front of me, a nice summit coffee in front of me as well. As I gear back up the podcast, I begin to put some energy back towards the message and aligning with people who I feel so connected to in watching them in their journeys and seeing the difference that they're making and feeling the effects of people walking in their own magic, people walking in their own divine alignment, and people that are being themselves and being it um, unabashedly. And one individual that's coming on the podcast today is absolutely beloved by the city of Charlotte. Um, All of you Charlotte natives, especially if you practice mindfulness, practice awareness, you practice yoga, you will recognize the name Ryan Harris. Um, You will He's unmistakable. He's got an energy that is so powerful, so magnetic, and so pure. And he was the one individual that came to my came to my kind of my third eye, my my level of awareness when I knew that I was not feeling strong, when I knew that I was feeling lost, when I knew that I was tired, when I knew that I was overwhelmed, and when I knew that I was losing my passion. I knew that there was a practice and a a teacher who had a way and a method and a message that I could connect to. And all it took for me was to have the courage to get out of my own head, get out of my own worries, get out of my own shit. And for those of you out there who might understand what I'm talking about, you get it, you get stuck in your stories, right? Um, and my story was, I don't have it anymore. I'm not good enough. The, you know, people aren't resonating with the message anymore. All of our stories, we all have it. So the place that I, it fell on my heart that I needed to go, that I just intuitively felt someone I needed to see, um, was Ryan. And I showed up at one of his 1130 yoga sessions, the Super Bowl, so to speak of yoga, uh, at Yoga One on Sunday morning, and I dove into my yoga practice again, but this time a little bit more intensely, and I let go of a lot of things that I was holding on to, as I've spoken to in recent uh, podcasts, last week's Mindset Monday, actually. And what I wanted to say is that as I dove into this practice and listened time in and time out to Ryan's message and the way he delivered it and the authenticity and the pure channeling that he dropped into, how he became a conduit when it was time to speak. It was as if he moved out of the way and spirit spoke through him. And it was so inspiring. Um, He's so passionate about what he does. He's so passionate about people. And it's been about a year that I keep mentioning it to him that, you know, I would love to get you on the podcast. Whenever you can slow uh, whenever you can slow your schedule down and, and, and chop it up with me for 45 minutes or so, I'd love to do that. Well, this time in venturing through this process of him being somewhat of a, a shepherd throughout my storm and getting me through some tumultuous times without even really knowing it, 
Um, I felt like it was really time for me to step up the pressure and get him on the podcast. So I know that a lot of you, especially if you're a Charlotte native, you might know who Ryan is, but I'm not sure you know about Ryan's story. And I'm not sure because he has so many people reaching for him and wanting to say hello to him that you might only get a piece of him from a time to time. So I wanted to open up the conversation with Ryan Harris. I wanted to sit him down and I want to learn just a little bit more about who Ryan is, what Ryan's about, and how Ryan has come to the place that he is today. So without further ado, please sit back and enjoy this conversation with an incredible yogi, an incredible human being, and uh, a person that I'd like to call a good friend and an even uh, more important mentor. This is Ryan Harris, guys, and I hope you enjoy. Guys, what's happening? Welcome back to the Creating Space Podcast. It's been a while. I've taken some time away. I lost my light. I lost my magic for a bit. I lost my enjoyment for what exactly the purpose of the podcast was, which was to create a space for real, honest, and vulnerable conversations. And it became more ego-driven. It became about the downloads and such and, and about the growth of it and the expansion of it. Um, and it was really uh, shrouded in ego. And I took some time away and I've, I've spoken about that multiple times in uh, my mindset Mondays and kind of talked about how I just needed to put it down because it was too hot to touch. So I started getting diving back into my yoga practice and I really started to challenge myself to be accountable and to show up and to actually go more than once or twice a week. So I started going and the hardest, most beloved, most endearing, most authentic, strongest, in my opinion, uh, yoga instructor in the city just felt on my heart. I got to get back into his class. That happens to be this individual who I'm bringing on to the show today. And I'm bringing him on, A, because he's a fantastic yogi, and B, because he, he has an incredible message, but C, because metaphysically, he reached his hand down into whatever shithole I was in and said, I got you. And he pulled me out. And I'm back with the podcast. And the first individual I got on this show is the person that pulled me out of that shithole, Ryan Harris, my man. Welcome to the Creating Space Podcast, my brother. I appreciate you having me for sure. Uh, it's so much love, man, that you exude. You are beloved in the city of Charlotte. People come from miles, especially on your Sunday 1130 class at Yoga One. I mean, it's the Super Bowl of yoga in Charlotte, no doubt. You literally, the past two Sundays, Ryan, have had to ask people who might not have paid to leave to give a mat space to people who are who have paid, who deserve a spot. People are literally fighting tooth and nail to get into your class. Ryan, how has this begun, man? This is incredible. I mean, it happens. Uh, for me, it was just like the the culmination of following my passion. Like I, I really was impacted um, in a real way with, with the practice, just like you, you know, like my teachers have, have shown me like how valuable this practice is. And like, I just, it just, it just, it just moved me to want to share that impact with others. And then like, here I am 10 years later teaching what I've been taught, like sharing 
my growth process, my my passion, which is like ultimately what what fuels and drives that um that that frenzy, if you will, of like people that that want it in the class because it's like I, I feel um called to share that, you know, and like yeah. and to and to call people to have that experience for themselves, you know, like a a, a life lived with that passion, that that zeal for whatever it is you're doing. You know, that zeal, that uh, kind of fervor is what you definitely are fueled by. Um, And there's a lot to talk about, Ryan. We're going to go in all different directions. uh, But the kind of the first thing I want to chat about is the perception, public perception, right? We're in the deep South and an African-American male with dreadlocks leading a yoga class, leading an army of yogis. That is probably for Charlotteans, North Carolinians, South Carolinians, people in the deep South don't recognize that yet. And you're an anomaly because you speak with such, um, with such ease and everything moves from you so freely, right? But the perception might not be that that would be what it is. When and how did you figure out that like, Maybe this was it. Was yogi a part of your? Was yoga a part of your your upbringing? Like, how did you kind of fall into this? When I don't know, I wasn't taught yoga growing up in South Carolina until you know I was eighteen, getting into professional athletics. When was it that you started to get familiar with it? Uh, it was probably around when I was uh, twenty-two or so. Like, just just had been working out as my background, like basketball, working out. Like those are my staples for physical exercise, and then as I like, as I explored those things, like it, it was, it was kind of like you were saying about your podcast, like having this like very ego driven approach to 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 working out. It's just like I just wanted the stick of working out, you know, like the look of being strong and like the the look of, and it was like there wasn't much, there wasn't much depth to it. I mean, I enjoyed it for sure, but it wasn't deep and just like I want to look good when I pull my clothes off and, you know, and I, and, and it was just like, how long attainable is that? As far as like, uh, like if I'm trying to build a physical strong body, a healthy mindset to approach things from like, is this feeding into that? And the answer was no. And so I had to, and so I was, I was curious about like what approach to physicality and like exercise and the body could also like get a little deeper than that, you know? And like, Yoga yeah. was the thing that that landed that for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it has the physicality, has like the 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 call to like shifting your mindset. It has the call to like breathing and like practicing um, breath focused work. And it has the call to like like tapping into the spirit of what you're doing. You know what I mean? So it just kind of spoke to me on all those levels. And then so, it was just like from there, it's just it's been that journey. So 2006, I saw, or we talked about, somehow I know that 2006, I think you either started yoga or you began to take it a little bit more seriously. Was it an aha moment that you had the first time you jumped into a yoga studio and and a practice that this was your thing or did it take time? No, it took time. I mean, I I enjoyed it for sure, but it wasn't like, the first time wasn't an aha moment. It was just like, oh, this is cool. Like, it's hot. You know what I mean? I get to move my body around differently. Um, you know, and the, and the first studio that I went to wasn't necessarily like um, a, a, the studio that I finally ended up in is like 
one of my home studios, you know, it's just a like more transient experience of like, Oh, they do yoga. Oh, that's cool. Like that, that approach to yoga wasn't the one that landed with me as like my, like what I teach is like my background. Cause we, cause there are so many different approaches to yoga, you know, like so many types of yoga and you know, that one spoke to me. It was cool, but it wasn't that, it wasn't that aha moment at first. Right. At first. And so you kept going back. Did you have like an accountability friend that you were going with? Was there a community that you tapped in or was it your heart sort of pulling you along that journey? The source energy saying you you need to keep putting your mat down and showing up. I mean, you know, there, there always, there were always people around me that were doing yoga that that were like, Hey, you should come like uh, one of my girlfriends or the girl that I was dating at the time, my girlfriend was already going to yoga and she suggested that I try this one studio out yoga one. And then I went there and that's when I had that mode of like, Oh, okay. I get it. Like I want to do this all the damn time. (laughs) Okay. So 2010 fast forward where I also read is when you took your first yoga teacher training, you said from that moment you were hooked. Talk to me about what happened inside that teacher training. It, it just, it, it, it got me acquainted with like what we were actually doing, you know, cause up until that point I was practicing, like I kind of had an idea of what we were doing, but I mean, in a, in a class setting, you get like 60 minutes, like in, in the class to do your work, to like learn how to move your body and breathe and like connect with the people there. But like, and the teacher training is all immersive. Like you go in, like you're really, you're talking about, um, you know, like, um, the physicality and how to actually land it like with more, with more time to explore. Like you're talking about assisting and how to, how, help other move their bodies in a certain way like and and to and to see to, to see on other people's mats like what's happening and it and it and it reflects back on um or it reflected back on me as a as a as a practitioner too it's like oh i see how their body is moving it makes you curious because you can never like unless you're in front of a mirror you can't really see your body moving you know and like as a person that didn't have that like level of awareness at first of like of moving in certain ways, it took time to like poses and really like land how a teacher was cueing as like turning my body into that same shape, you know, and a teacher training just allows you to like really explore those things and then like get deeper into the, um, into the, um, into the um, philosophy or psychology of the yoga and how that works on that level. And like, you know what I mean? All those, all those things just like, turn into like this this real curiosity this like wanting to explore it and share it and grow it and you know what i mean to be more involved in it you know so this is this is we're getting deeper into this and um we're moving beyond the physicality of it obviously the the exercise of yoga that physical component is obviously endearing and it's it's important but you talk so much especially last night at your at your um great Charlotte yoga Monday night session. You, in really every session, I hear you talking about effort and ease and finding the balance between those two things of physicality and grace and like gratitude and such. Talk to me a little bit about, obviously you're a super athletic guy and you want to find and challenge yourself into the poses, but 
Talk to me a little bit about that philosophy of yoga and how it has evolved your mindset and what specifically the, that mindful, mind philosophy does for you. I mean, it's, it's, it's the approach to, to what I'm doing, you know, like, like there have been times where I had like goals physically that I, I still haven't even accomplished just because like it hasn't been my time yet. And I've done the work and I've like, you know, like been curious enough to explore like what, what needs to be done, you know, and charted out my course, but it's just sometimes taking longer than I wanted to get from point A to point B. And it's like, well, how I get to that point is just as important as getting to that point. You know, like I want to be healthy at, at point A and point B and the space in between, you know? And so it's like, like our, our mindset like dictates how we experience the journey, you know, where of whatever we're journeying towards. And it's just like, so how do I want to, so how do I want to get there? Like ends up being the question for me. And it really becomes like, okay, so I'm doing the work. That's obvious. Like I'm doing the work, like, and, and where, what, what's the, what's the balancing aspect of it, you know? And it's like, ease is the balance aspect and we might not always like phrase it like that but it's like do you want to enjoy your journey yes well that 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 mindset feeds into ease like do you want to be grateful for your journey if the answer is yes then like that also feeds ease into the process because it like eliminates that or it it helps to mitigate the struggle portion of getting to our goals and our dreams and like our 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 like our destination you know, and for me, it's like that, that is important to like remind people of, including myself, like that where I'm going isn't the goal. The goal is to like enjoy this, the, the life that has brought me to this point and the life that is going to take me to the next point. I love it. So we're so taught as individuals in school, um, traditionally to set goals and to set uh, ideals and to vision cast and so on and so forth. And it keeps us focused on where we need to go in our orientation, but we're not taught from a fundamental space about how to enjoy the journey and what gratitude feels like and how to practice these types of things. So can you break down, because a lot of people can say the word, I'm grateful, but they don't really feel it. They don't really practice it. They can say, you know, I'm, I'm so appreciative and, and such, right? But this, this idea of ease and this feeling of ease that's, that's a practice in and of itself. So break down how you maybe pull yourself out of uh, working too hard or out of ego, drop into ease. What does that look like, that process look like for you? Um, it's, it's really, um, it, it comes down to the simplicity of what we're doing. Like it, like, it's like <clears throat> sometimes the, 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 um, size of what we try to take on is a lot bigger than our capacity to, 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 to really appreciate the, the, the journey towards the bigness of what we're doing. It's like, if I wake up in the morning and I make a cup of coffee and it's delicious, like I could, like, I can really call forth gratitude and just be like man this fucking good ass cup of coffee and i love it like i wake up in the morning and like 
my bed is cozy and it's like i'm so cozy right now i'm grateful for being in my bed nice and cozy like i get up and i work out and it's like i'm grateful for the ability to work out like the like the thing that we're going towards like if i'm trying to do like a handstand press and it's like i'm and the pieces aren't coming together it's like but am i doing the work i can be grateful for the work and the challenge and like just knowing that if i'm if i'm really curious enough i can start putting the pieces together which i'm doing to to create um momentum even if it's not like in the strides that i might want them to be in it's like but i have to call myself back to appreciating the steps that i'm taking to get to that point like it's a it's a self-checking thing that gratitude like gratitude is like i have to decide that it's important enough for me to to be mindful of from moment to moment and whatever i'm doing like comfy clothes i'm full like blue lemon i'm grateful whatever it is it's like the the ability to bring yourself back to like i want to practice this and so i make sure that when when things are happening that the small things the big things whatever they are when they're happening i like get present and i like speak it forth or i think it in my mind you know what i mean so so for you it's like prioritizing that presence right it's like okay this man damn this little lemon top this new surge top i got i'm i'm loving saying it right like really bringing it up when when you go into those moments and you are become just a channeler and a conduit of a message and you just drop into it. I, I'm so grateful because it reminds me of the beauty of watching someone authentically walking in their own path. And so what you're saying is that in that moment, I should recognize that, put a pin, drop a pin, so to speak, and say, man, Ryan's killing it right now, dude. I appreciate that. I am so thankful for that. What you're saying is you should actually speak it or think it and recognize it, prioritize that moment. I mean, if, 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 if you want to have the mindset that like takes you where you want to go in the way, in, in a grateful way, then like, that's the only way to do it. Like everything that we practice, we will get better at like whatever it is. And it's like, so if I want to get better at gratitude, I practice, like, I can't just hope that I get all the things that I want in life and then I'll end up being grateful for that shit. It's like, let me decide to be grateful before I get the shit, before yeah. I get anything that I ever want or ever think that I need. Like, let me just be grateful for what I have. Let me be grateful for like having the desire to get those things. And then let me do the work and be grateful for the work to get those things. You know what I mean? Like every step involves like deciding to be grateful. Like there's no, part of this like part of the process that i can't be grateful for so let me just decide to be grateful so i feel like gratitude journals and reading about being grateful and all that stuff is great but it's all it's obviously executing on that in recognizing in the moment and speaking it into existence and really feeling and appreciating that's that's the work that you're talking about we could write it down as much as we want but actually moving through the day with it as a practice is what's really important it is. I mean, and writing it down is for sure important. Like it still gets it out. It's still like when you see what you've written, it can presence you for sure. But like, we don't have to wait until the end of the day or, you know, to journal something down. We don't have to wait and like reflect back on like the, the present is the, is the fact that it's happening now. And like, if we can be right now, like I'm grateful for 
what I'm holding in my hand. I'm grateful for what I have on my, the clothes on my back. Like I'm grateful for what I drive around in. Like I'm grateful for whatever it is. Like I'm grateful for my friends. Like just like being present to the now is like would would kind of take away that need to journal because it's like I was already present. Like that that when I when it was happening, I was grateful. Sure. Love it. Like, and it's happening now and I'm grateful. You know what I mean? And like complimenting that with writing it down is like beautiful too. And and the real work is like, let me be let me decide to be present from moment to moment so that I don't miss it when it's happening. Mm. And when you're grateful for it, you find yourself dropping into what um what we know so well to be called alignment. Talk to me about what the word alignment means to you, Ryan. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, I love the word because, you know, you can take it in so many directions for yoga. It can speak to just the, the physical poses that we are doing, like, and how to be in them safely in your joints and like, um, aware in your body so that you can actually practice, um, proprioception, just like how you're moving your body around in space, how you're, how you're aligning your posture, how you're aligning so you can effectively like elicit the experience of the shape. But alignment for me can go deeper than that too. It's like, how am I, how am I tapping into the spirit? I'm like, I feel like spirit is also an important part of alignment. It's like inside of myself when I'm in this shape, like, am I, am I practicing whatever it is, engaging in my body, relaxing in the necessary places. Am I practicing breathing calmly while I'm doing the work, like feeding ease back into the system? Because alignment for me is, is like not only the thing, but the way of being in the thing, you know what I mean? And, and mm. it's like still that same, like I'm calling for gratitude. I'm calling for um, a good sense of humor or playfulness in the, in the, in the moment of, of doing whatever it is I'm doing. Like just, making sure that that how i mean to be is how i'm being and you know the like aligning your body is like this is how i mean for it to be because this is this is this is how to express and explore it fully and it's like in my head alignment means like being on the same page as my heart and like or you know like checking in from moment to moment and like like making sure that like my thoughts are helping to, to fuel and support my physicality and fuel and support like wherever it is I'm going, you know? hundred percent, 1000%. Your, your thoughts are the, the horse and your life is the carriage. So I want to drop a little bit further into alignment and obviously seeing someone walking in their divine path and, and executing on their passion and walking in alignment is extremely, extremely empowering and uh, inspiring right? But you've been doing this for 10 years now. You've got an army of people inside the Charlotte nation who would follow you wherever you go. But it's been 10 years of the grind, right? You have had to fail to get yourself to where you are. And I'm sure you've failed plenty. Obviously, you've had tons of successes as well. If you were to take this 10 years of experience, Ryan, and stand beside the first, first day of yoga, Ryan, what do you think that 10-year Ryan would say? You now, what would you say to that individual just about to begin his path on alignment to where you are now? Um, you know, I would, I would tell him to, 
to 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 enjoy this journey and to not take himself so seriously and to check himself often, you know, when he starts to feel like it's about him because it's not, you know, and I've had those moments where it felt like it was about me, but like in the, and the thing is also like, I'm real clear that it's not, it's like, it's like, you know, we have like, we have these distractions that come up. Like our ego is like a lot of noise that highlights our own self-importance. And it's like, I mean, I am like real talk. Like if you're coming to see me in my class, you're coming to see me in my class. You know what I mean? If somebody else is teaching, you might not be there. That's real talk. But it's also like, but this isn't, but this isn't about me. Like, like when I show up in my class, like I make it a point to make sure people know that it's about them. You know what I mean? Like my, 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 my showing up is in support and in like in, 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 in stance for everyone else that shows up and to like, make sure that like what I'm sharing is like, it it creates more value in the world and more value in people's perceptions. You know what I mean? Cause we're all like sent like it's like people come and then they leave and they're sent and like at some point it's like so like when they leave what am i sending them away with like am i just sending them away with like a better warrior one or like a better chaturanga like a hot or low plank or am i sending them away with a better perspective to like view life from like just a like a, like a not even a better perspective but just a perspective that creates more a, a more well-rounded view of things you know what i mean because like like yeah. we can we all feed into each other's perceptions, whether we know it or not. And it's some of some some people's perceptions or some people's impact is more um more pronounced than others. And like it's like when I know I have impact, like I have to stand like, and stand and like, well, this isn't about me. Like this is about like the impact that I have and like like sending sending people away with like something valuable for themselves. So it's like I have to like constantly learn how to check myself and like like that. I would I would remind that that first year Ryan to like to to rem, to remind himself of that often like it's not about you. So it's easy to get for it to for the ego to take over when you're so beloved and people will wait uh, in lines to come and shake your hand after and and give you hugs and you try to hold a space like that for everyone, man. And it is beyond. Um, incredible to see you do it. And um, I, I've tried to do it with the, with the podcast for all of the listeners in the Creating Space tribe over the last year who have sent me messages about how the podcast has helped encourage them and inspired them to get out of different spaces that they were in in their life. But Ryan, that is tough, man. It is tough to hold a space for so many people. What have you learned about yourself in these moments where people want, they want from you, they want to have their time with you because they love and they care about you so much, but there's only so much Orion that you can share. Talk to me about what you've learned about that balance between being and loving and giving and also protecting and charging and reserving. Uh, You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a boundaries issue. Like, and the, the beautiful thing is like it's not a it's not a it's not a protective thing it's not a it's not a um a defense mechanism it's really well i don't want to say it's not a defense mechanism because it is like yeah. you know what i mean like you can't allow everybody's energy hey, man, into, I was like, let's call it what it is 
So, so, so you know what I mean? And I don't want to speak of defensiveness like the things not and then like there's there's like it's how you use the things that ends up determining like how effective and healthy they are you know what i mean like like you know so it's like when so when i engage with well first of all like i haven't i haven't yet like created like a, a a larger social media situation for myself which I probably could very easily do, or like, at least I've been told. And it's like, do I really want to take on that, like that platform? Maybe I do, maybe I don't, but then it it, that will require another level of like engagement, another level of like, oh, so now people want even more of my time and my energy and like my, you know, uh, like energy. And it's like, do I want to take that on? At this moment, like I, up to this point, I haven't. You know what I mean? And part of that was like just realizing that like I'm not I'm not uh I'm not like I've never desired that as like something in my life. I've never like I've always been a fairly introverted person. So for me to be extroverted enough to like take on like a broader audience up to this point hasn't been like a priority of mine. Sure. And it's like, you know, but but as far as like on a one-on-one basis when people come to my classes, I try to hold the space and also like know that like when if if I need to like if I need to like create if I need to like cut something short or something, it's not it's not because of the other person. It's because of me. It's like I have to I have to like create good boundaries to where people feel heard and seen braced and know that like it, it, it sometimes it won't be prolonged sometimes it might not be as as involved as people would like it to be and for the most part if people don't take things personally they understand you know what i mean like people understand when i might not remember their names people understand if i don't get around and hug everybody you know what i mean which i which i try to make it a point to do in my classes but it does happen and like um for the most part when when we're all when we're all being we're all being like um being um compassionate with each other we like we recognize that like every we don't all always have the capacity to be as 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 available as we'd right. like to be as other people would like us to be so it's like everything is like relationship when you're engaging with people people just have to understand and if they don't like i can't take it personally if they do i just try to make sure that i'm being the person that i want to be and like giving people their giving people their time and also recognizing when i've like myself and like taking a step back or you know what i mean it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we Try, we try sometimes we try to overdo our our capacity to do because we know people have expectations and it's like well sometimes we have to drop the expect the expectation of ourselves and we also have to drop like like worrying about what people are going to think if we don't do a certain thing for them you know right. what i mean so, right right and that that takes practice as well of of being okay sure. with putting that boundary down and being confident that it's not about them it's more about you and hoping that they'll see that um, next question, as we keep rolling down this, this conversation just is great to see how you'll mention some things. And I see some curiosity come my way of diving deeper in that. You, when you, you talk about sending people off, right? You send them off with motivation, inspiration, with uh, paradigm shifts sometimes. It's, it's, it's much more than just, than just a simple um, 
soliloquy, so to speak, or just a, a, a simple speech. It's so much more rich than that. But you got to be inspired to be able to inspire, right? So what are you plugging into to inspire you? Who, in, who are the sources or what are the sources right now that inspire Ryan Harris? Well, you know, everybody, everybody and anybody that shows up to my class is like a source of inspiration I can tap into, you know, like sometimes I'll like read something like I've, I've, um, I've taken books into class and like, and then never used a quote that I had or like, you know, had a message that I started out with like, yeah, I'm going to share that and then get to class. And it's just like, I, I can't share that right now. Cause that's not what's speaking to me in the moment. You know what I mean? There's right, like right. preparation sometimes for like, you know, delivering something. And then it's like, well, when I'm in it, I can't always like try to pull in something that I pre-planned for, for what's happening in the moment. You know what I mean? So it's like when I'm, when I'm doing my thing, I'm, I'm, I'm efforting to make myself available to what's happening then so I can, so I can speak to what's happening then. You know what I mean? And it's like, like if I'm, if I'm, if I'm engaged with who's there, then there's always something to tap into, whether it's like how people are breathing or not breathing, whether it's like how people are like using their, using their, their bodies to move around and like if there is integrity or not, like whether it's like their facial expressions and what they speak to, whether it's like, you know what I mean? Like there's so much rich information from moment to moment. And when, and when I'm teaching, it's like, I, I want, I'm best effort to make myself available to that. And, you know, like everybody that steps in that room is like us, like to some degree can be a source of like something that I speak to that can be valuable for everyone in the class. You know, like there's so many times where people walk away or like come up to me after and they're like, Ryan, it felt like you're speaking just to me. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 I, had that last I, I had that last time. But there, if there are like 50 or 60 people there, know that there are probably another 10 to 15 people or may, and maybe more that needed to hear that exact same thing that might've touched them in that same way. And it didn't like blank. It didn't like blanket cover everyone. Some people it's not going for, you know what I mean? But like, but like, it's just like tapping into that. So, um, you know, what's, what's also incredible is you talked about being really engaged and really in tune with your, uh, your yogis, right. And really knowing, where they are and reading their energy and seeing if you need to increase the level of the practice or maybe decrease it and, and slow it down a bit. How about to the level of depth of, are you recognizing the growth that your yogis, your, the individuals that are coming, like seeing their practices evolve, for instance, like even more targeted question, or I've been coming probably twice a week for the last, you know, six weeks, probably I would say, if not three times a week, do, do you get so involved with your yogis because there are so many to be able to see the growth? I mean, I, I, so with the people that, that come regularly, I definitely get to witness that, like that shifting of where they were when they first stepped into like where they are now. And it's always a, a really cool thing for me and in and even in the even in the space of being in the new year and like having so many new people that haven't taken my class and like aren't aren't and haven't been doing yoga even for six weeks or like haven't been taking my class consistently for six weeks like having that impact to where where 
in that one class, maybe they walk away with one of those aha moments that shifts how they approach like their practice moving forward. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're always, we're, we're always like when we step into the yoga space specifically, we like, we're, we're doing a lot of the same movements often. And, and we can also, and we can create good habits or bad habit patterns, like with the way we're moving. So it's like recognizing like, that as much as possible and then speaking to those like very similar habit patterns that a lot of us have allows me to like really really personalize it without like without always without always nicking one person's practice you know what i mean it might be generally with like learning how to ground their hands or learning how to like move their pelvis correctly or learning how to like engage their core more um more actively you know what i mean but those things translate to a larger number of people and it's like when 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 i'm teaching a larger class like i have to i have to like generalize but also like call it call it forward so that like for a lot of for the most most amount of people you know what i mean like specific enough to be in general enough to like land in a lot of bodies so it's good you're you're watching people evolve you're seeing them grow birth both personally uh, and within their practice um, to be more targeted with that personally for you, Ryan, what are you focused on right now growing in your life and how are you moving the needle forward? Um, uh, Physically, I've been doing a lot more um, uh, gymnastic strength training activities, which are very, um, um, they're they're more involved than like the, the yoga movements that I've been doing and they're very similar you know like um there's every all of the movements have like a of um like value to the joints that i'm working on which like translates into yoga practice like it has value in like the like creating like elasticity creating mobility in all of the muscle tissues which is important you know what i mean like as i as i've moved through my practice sometimes i've overemphasized certain things like arm balances and like it's come back to to bite me recently you know what i mean i've had like like some shoulder issues some elbow issues like which is related to the shoulder for sure and it's like you know having to not even necessarily rehab them but like to reapproach what my priorities are has been really valuable for me you know what i mean because like at one point it was like my priorities were like like getting a certain arm balance practice you know what i mean and like my arm balance practice practice is strong but there's a there's a degree of 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 effort that was being exercised that wasn't sustainable a and b like like over was creating an overuse issue and it's just like all right well reapproaching that it's like i have to take a few steps back and address some fundamental issue movement issues that have been like lagging behind to like to like really approach to really reapproach my physical practice in a way that was more sustainable and healthy and like you know what I mean? So that's what I've been working on recently physically. Um, so, so from a standpoint of that, the idea of wellness from a physical component and across the board sounds like it's all about the approach, being aware of whether approach or not is healthy and then re kind of uh, configuring the approach if it is unhealthy and finding a better way. What about spiritually or personally right now? What parts of you are you really working to grow and uh, to evolve right now? Uh, just to be more, just to be, 
I don't know if more intuitive is a thing, but you know, just more sensitized to the the energy of of um, not only what's happening in my classes, but but what's happening in my life, and like really um, making sure I'm not shutting out information that could be value, valuable to me as like growing or to someone else as far as like I see this happening I like in their life like I have conversations with people where they're they're like I recognize that a lot of us take things really personally about other people's opinions of certain things mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes I'll sometimes I have to speak to that in a way that like that might not uh, feed into somebody's story. It's like, like I took this personal because this person did X, Y, Z to me. And I'm like, well, maybe look at it like this. Maybe this person is stuck in something. And they're also like, they, they have a, they have a, they have a, they have a perspective too, that they think is just as valuable. And maybe they're projecting in a way that's like, not, isn't the best, but like, you can be like we could be more compassionate about each other's like like where you are in your growth process because like not all of us are on the same page like just learning how to speak to those things in a real generous way so I don't feed into people's negative mindsets has been like a real exercise for me like I want to speak to people like seeing each other in a, in a more compassionate way so it's like I could like because if we do that with each other then we tend to take things less personal you know what I mean and it's like like so good. I, and I don't want, and I don't want people that I love or that I think I could like share a perspective with, like walking around, like t- taking other people's shit personally. You know what I mean? And that's been one of the, that's been one of the things that I notice a lot in in my relationships and conversations with others. And it's like you gotta start, you gotta start dropping other people's shit that you're carrying around for your own well being. You know, mm-hmm. so. Ryan, that's it's like, that might be the most powerful thing you've said all day in this sense of wellness and what it means to recognize when you're wearing other people's shit and you're carrying around other people's junk and having a practice or an ability to release yourself for, from it and to to, yeah. to to lighten the load, so to speak, right? Yeah. It's like, but, but like actually be, like being able to sh- share something to where people walk away like, oh, I was... I was, I was really like taking that personally and I see that perspective and I can let that go, you know, cause like we don't, cause we don't mean to do it. It just like, we're sometimes we get overly invested in other opinions of us, of us, and we should be more invested, more concerned about like our opinions of ourselves and like what light I hold myself in and like how I walk around in life and what, what, um, what, how I mean to be, you know what I mean? From moment to moment. Okay. So give me two tips. Number one, the best tip you have for getting yourself out of a story that you may be caught in or when you're stuck. Number one, first question, what is your best tip for getting yourself unstuck? Uh, Just, just reminding myself, like for for me is it's, it's more so like it, do I want to walk around and like, how long do I want to walk around in a negative space? Cause like what happens, like it's not just the fact that we take it, take something personally, but it's like, 
we take it personally and it's negative. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the things that we take yeah. on personally that are positive, like we love walking around in that. Like, Ryan, you're the best teacher ever. Like you're you're my favorite in Charlotte. Like that's great right. shit. But that's just like that's that's just somebody's perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I take it personally. And it's their opinion. There could be somebody else walking around. They're like, that class was some bullshit. And I'm not <laughs> going back to He's too hard. You know what I mean? And I could take that personally too. And it's like, like either, either way I'm taking something personally and I like, and, and, and I don't have to be guided. I don't have to navigate my way through life on based on people's opinions of like how I'm doing or how I'm not doing or what they think of me or what they don't think of me. It's like, really, I have to come back to like, did I, did I, did I did I did I um share myself in the way that I wanted to? Did I did I um speak to what I meant to speak to? Did I like gauge people? Did I like offer them something in the moment and to leave with, you know what I mean? Like sure. how I ultimately I have to check in with myself. Like how long do I want to walk around in whatever space I'm in, positive or negative? Like I try to give myself time limits on on those things. You know, like I'm not a person to tell people that they shouldn't feel negatively anything, but give yourself a time limit. You don't want that thing to become infectious and chronic, like in your heart or in your head or in your body, because that's what it turns into. Like that consistent, that consistent taking on of other people's shit in a negative way can impact our health. And it's like, I like, and me knowing that like always brings me back to like, okay, so that that's fucking with me. How long am I gonna let that fuck with me? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Taking your control back. I love it. Second follow-up question would be, I've recognized it. And now I'm out of my own funk, but now I'm recognizing other people might be stuck in their stories and I'm seeing that their story might fall into me. What's your advice or your tip for, compassionately helping move someone out of their own gunk and making them realize a paradigm shift of, Oh shit, I'm stuck in it. I'm actually negative, a negative influence on other people and I need to move on. How, how do you communicate that effectively? Well, that was, that was one of my, one of my messages that I want to share. It's like, you know, we, we're always like, whether we know it or not, we're always having impact, like whether it's positive or negative, like, how what we what we talk about on a daily basis like it 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 can be positive it can be negative like how we are being out in the world can be positive it can create value or it can just like like take somebody further down a hole that they're already going in like including ourselves and it's like 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 checking in with me like what impact do I want to have with what I'm speaking to? You know what I mean? Like when I'm when I'm sharing myself like do I want to speak to what's negative and like feed into that mindset and that approach to things. Do I want to be more positive and encouraging with people? Do I want to be more loving and generous? Like, 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 what do I want to put out of myself that like, that like, like when I'm sharing me, what, what, A, what does what I'm sharing say about me and B, does it create value? Like, am I, am I, am I sharing something valuable in my perspective? Am I sharing something valuable in my, in my like, in 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 how, like in my perspective and how I see things and like getting getting us on a page of like more compassionate, more loving, more engaged, more inspired, more whatever it is. You know what sure. I mean? Sure, I love it. And Ryan, you you walk in that and you wear that so well, man. And you you are a natural born teacher. 
natural born educator, natural born peak performer. And you are the art of creating space. You hold spaces for people. You have the hard conversations. You say the, the really impactful things. Um, and, and I'm just grateful to be able to have a, a, a practice alongside you, to grow alongside you, to try to add value to the world in my own specific way. Um, but yet to be inspired by the way you do what you do. And I know there's a, you know, a, a multitude of people who feel the same way. So as we round this thing out, I want to do a quick hot round. Okay. And I'm going to throw you a few words. All right. And I just want you to rift a sentence or so on what those words mean to you. You got it? Okay. All right. First word. Remember, just a quick rift. What does the word authenticity mean to you? Uh, it just it just means to 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 be myself, like like not worry about what anybody else thinks other than me. And when I speak, I'm speaking from the 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 person that I am. Like I'm not checking in with anybody else, but like my heart, my head, and then being 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 that. What do you believe to be true about the word? masculinity um i believe that it is a it is a it 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 misrepresents how we how we position our position ourselves in in the world like masculine versus feminine feminine there's all like we we like there's this inherent hierarchy of like masculine feminine like masculine is the world feminine is like or masculine is 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 more dominant and like feminine is more um subjective or um you know what i mean it's like it's like there are these inherent like um is these inherent mindsets that come with like projecting that out and it's not right or wrong. It's just like, it's the, it's more of a like conditioning that we've, that we've been taught. And like, I believe that masculinity is important for a man and masculinity is important for a woman because we can all body these like characteristics that are associated, but we also be, need to be careful not to like continue to apply like the the other inherent energies that we attach to those labels. So talk to me, and the next word is obviously the follow-up. Talk to me about the importance of males exhibiting femininity. It is just a good balancing energy. You know what I mean? Like um like being uh, I think what's associated with femininity is like more more um sensitive, more even more present, you know what I mean? Like, and, and to have that, have that awareness of like, if men can disassociate um, the word femininity to like being female, you know what I mean? It's like, then we, then we can embrace the qualities about it that like could add value and character to our persons. You know what I mean? Like, like, and then characteristics can be, can be beautifully displayed in a very masculine-minded individual if he can be more open and open-minded about like what those what those what the qualities underlying the words are. You know what I mean? Like yep. we attach 
the words and it's like, but there's an energetic quality that you can embody that can create connection, that can create more, more, um, more real, like how we are as like, like we, I feel like there, we all, the majority of, of us recognize that there's recognize that there's a spirit inside of us and the spirit doesn't have like a sex. It's not like a man spirit or a woman spirit. It's a godly spirit. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. if we can, if we can take on the spirit of things. It's like, well, like what balances out the spirit of what I'm doing? You know what I mean? Like, is there a hardness and a softness? And like, how do I use those things skillfully? Is there like, um, is there masculine, masculine and feminine? And how do I balance those approaches to things so that like, I, I'm like becoming a more well-rounded spirit. And is there a masculine and a feminine? How do I get more educated on things and how do I use those more skillfully? I really like the way you said that in that moment, last couple of words. Um, you know, we, we talk about this, uh, and, uh, obviously, you know how I feel about the word magic, but talk to me about what the word magic means to you. Uh, magic is that, um, is that quality that we all have to like call forth things that are impossible, seem like out of reach or, 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 or like that are unexpected. And it's like, like, and it's not because they are impossible ever, just because like we're not, we don't always tap into like the true power of our imagination and the true power of our creativity and the true power of like really aligning with the way to approach things. Like when we really align all of the powers that we have, not just our physical powers, but our spiritual and mental, emotional powers, like we can create like true magic, like that people don't expect people are surprised by that people that thought were impossible. And it's like, we like, and we're, and the thing is like, we're magical individuals, but we're a lot more magical collectively. You know what I mean? And like, if we tapped into that power, like we could, we could like have a different experience of the world period. Bro, you got me on my toes vibing with that one. Community uh, is so important. And lastly, Ryan, uh, I'm going to leave a blank mark there. And I'm going to say, what word comes to your mind right now intuitively that you would like to speak on that says it's just coming up and that you would like to talk about what it means to you? Final question. Cool. Um, uh, um, love is a, a really valuable word for me. Like it, it speaks to, it speaks to uh, um, all encompassing way, all encompassing way of approaching like life and ourselves and each other it's like you know like it's, it's seeing that the world could use like more loving conversations which just involves like us accepting each other and appreciating each other like more loving actions that speak to like um, like seeing other people's like um setbacks or sufferings like finding a way to support and to encourage and to and to and and to add value like whether it's resources or or you know what i mean or information like we we all have things that we can share that could express love in the form of like time money or energy or words or you know what i mean it doesn't have to be a one-dimensional like 
approach to loving. It's just like when I speak my words, I like making sure that I add that value to the world. Cause like love is a very valuable, it's a very valuable energy that to share more generously by like taking the time to craft our words differently or like be about something other than being negative, being more positive. Like, you know what I mean? Like there, there are so many small things that add value in that way. And I would challenge including myself to like add more of that into the energy of life. Ryan Harris, bro, I have to say, man, you are an inspiration to myself and to many people inside this community of Charlotte. Um, I, I, I enjoy being a part of what you have created and continue to create. And I hope that if at any point I could help um, move the needle forward for you, uh, you will allow me to do that. And I'm sure everyone that uh, tuned into this Creating Space podcast uh, feels the same. If people would like to reach out to you to learn more, to have a conversation, Ryan, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Um, well, I have a, a Facebook page. It's Ryan Harris, R-I-A-N um, Harris. You'll find me. I'll have some kale in my mouth. Um, <laughs> and, and also... Um, and also on Instagram at R-I-R-I-Z-L-E, Re-Rizzle. Um, and those are, and, um, and if they want to find me at a studio, I have three studio homes. I'm at um, Yoga One, I'm at Y2, and I'm at Charlotte Yoga. And they can like find me on um, of their schedules. I have like 17 classes, 17 or 18 classes now. So, you know, I'm not hard to find at lots of different times of the day, like morning time, afternoon time, evening time, you know, and yeah. So if you, so. Uh, pro tip, if you want to go to the Super Bowl of yoga in the city of Charlotte, it's 1130 at Yoga One, and don't even think you're going to get anywhere close to a seat if you show up anytime after 11. You got to be at least 30 minutes early to get a spot on the list uh, because this guy is so beloved. And Ryan, you've spent an hour with us and I enjoy and appreciate your time, my man. And namaste to you, buddy. I hope you have a great rest of your day, okay? Thank you, my friend. I hope you do too. I appreciate you having me on. It's incredible to me how inspiring this guy Ryan Harris is. And if you spent that entire hour tuned in to Ryan, um, I know you were there kind of gushing with just excellent vibrations. And with a higher understanding that this guy's here to help people. He's here to heal. He's here to challenge. He's here to um, ask and inquire and to help you look at things from a different perspective, to shift paradigms and to help people um, fall more deeply in love with themselves and how they approach their lives. And he does that through the practice of yoga, but it's so much more than that, as you can now understand. So if you're in the Charlotte city, the city of Charlotte, or if you're passing through at any point, I really highly recommend that you get up onto any of the three locations, Y2 Yoga, Charlotte Yoga, or Yoga One, where Ryan Harris is teaching, and you get into one of his classes and you experience the guy for yourself. It is an experience, 
and it is an excellent experience at that. So Ryan, I appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed this conversation and uh, you found out some things about Ryan, maybe that you didn't know if you already know him, or if you're extremely inspired by Ryan's story and you want to share that to other people, take a screenshot of the podcast right now, tag someone, upload it onto your Instagram story or on the Facebook and tag someone that you know needs to hear it and let them know that this individual right here is speaking to anyone and everyone who's ready to listen. And as always, love you guys. Creating Space Tribe, you guys are wicked. And I can't wait to get back to you guys next week with another incredibly inspiring individual doing incredibly inspiring things in our world. Take care, guys. Oh,